Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. Right, what's up, guys? I don't chair so low. You chair so low. You sat down. <laughs> That's why I You sat down. You went like five feet down. You're like <laughs> right to the floor. It actually made that sound. I don't know if they could hear it out there, but I actually heard like a like a sound. Now I see why 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 Lewis talk about. Hey, we should get. You should sit down so you can be in frame because now I'm 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 smushed against the frame. I you, know, that's you, are. You, Sorry, you do you're know right. you were right. I was wrong. I know. You do I know have. that's a fake frame, right? I mean, that's not. It's not real. You're not really smushed. I mean, that's. You know, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of room oh, next yes, to you. Oh yes, right. There's. I have room over here, but um, in regards to the yeah. uh, what they can see, yeah. I Perception. have a little bit of elbow room in the frame, which is awesome. There you go. I'm gonna have go. to ask you to move over some. Uh, I am. Can uh, you hear me okay? When Lou gets a second, I'm gonna have him fix this, fix this Facebook thing for a second. What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? I really should. Doing, sir. Oh lord. What's going on? So well, we happy got- Thursday, guys. It's Auto Deal Live. It's disjointed Thursday here at uh, in the IPD studios. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. What's that? You know we're live, right? Yep, we're live. He yeah, took, so he's welcome. The look, look, look at this, guys. It's Lou Torres. Look at hey. look at him. Isn't he an ugly? I think Lou does this two weeks in a row. When you get back over there, I was wrong. You were right, so I'm admitting it. Turn my ears down I just a tad did that bit. Because I'm literally about to blow my eardrums out. I, I was like, guys, before this, I'm like, my ears aren't loud. Turn my ears up. That's what I said too. I said, I think he did it on purpose. My ears. You got two apologies and two we're wrongs. You're right in like five seconds. Look at you. So I'm winning today. All right, gentlemen, what's going on, Cribs? Uh, great day, man. Feeling good. Um, you know, it's show day, number one. Number mm-hmm. two, we have an amazing lineup. We talked about this last week, how much we were anticipating today's show. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, just got a great group here, so I'm looking forward to, to getting into it once we do. But uh, it's been a great day. How about for you, Dave? Oh, it's been amazing. Uh, what, what a great month so far. You know, November's kicked off. We killed it in October. Just have been just anticipation for the year close, anticipation for 2018 in the car business. And that's what we're going to talk about today is episode. You know, what we're doing here, so if you guys are wondering why the titles, it, we're not trying to be uh, ambiguous here. We're trying to, you know, um, we're trying to let you know that we're rolling up into and onto Closing episode in. 300, right? Ooh, three bills. Ooh. Three bills. It was literally for those of you that are that are you know that are that are recent uh, or in the last year, two years, whatever. Uh, Auto dealer live watchers. We started our first show was February of 2012. Five years ago. Five. No, dude, that's uh, right. Five years. Yeah, five years ago. Six years in, in Six February. Six years February. Yeah, it's almost five. And uh, episode 300. We uh, we started and we were using UStream. I mean, it was just horrible. I mean, just it was like it was like I mean, it looked like. Like, you know, like, remember, you, you, you want to know horrible is? Like, when you, when I was a kid, right, I'm 45, I used to watch Ultraman. You remember Ultraman? Ultraman. Oh, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Ultra. It was a great show. Until you great, Google great show. videos of Ultraman mm-hmm. and I you see. go back and watch that. 
Yeah, you see, oh, dude, it's like you can literally see the string hanging up, you know, like like a little like fake when man. It's flying like, through the oh, air. it's like yeah, yeah it's like it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, high tech back then. I'm like, I can't believe I was fooled by that. But um, you were fooled <laughs> six years ago when 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 we were fooled when we thought that it was actually quality. But uh, it, one thing I think for sure, we've always had quality. Um, guest quality. Um, there you go. Look what you did. Passion. Yeah, you like that? Uh-huh. Well, six yeah. years from now, we'll look back at this episode and go, yeah, oh, we yeah. thought that was quality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> we'll this we'll afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look back and go, oh, I thought that was. <laughs> but later but to save it once again, when we get Do the it. guest on today, all of this, like, it, all this monologue right here that's complete foolishness right. goes away because of the guests that are absolutely bringing it, right? Bringing yeah. the heat. We have an incredible lineup. It's episode 298 today. So we weren't we weren't trying to be vague. We're rolling into episode three hundred. But today the we have a discussion with with, with dealer principals and um, also we have two special guests that are that are part of us uh, executives and senior management with the Asbury yeah. uh, Automotive Group as well. And uh, so we have four dealers and then the two of them on. We're going to have an incredible panel discussion. Uh, we're going to be talking about some some great things, uh, you know, today, Cribs. Tom. Yeah, and you know, this is one of the cool things to me about the show is the <clears throat> fact that we can, you know, kind of goof off, have fun. We even kind of, uh, you know, get to some lighthearted stuff with our guests, but at the same time, we dive in with world-class guests in the car business and get into serious content, and when it's time to be serious, we do that. But it's a blast, uh, you know, the whole the, this whole show is just a blast, so. It really is. You excited about today's show? I am so excited that I'm going to let you guys... I'm gonna let you, I'm so excited. I'm gonna let you guys talk to me if you want to talk to me. Perfect. Call in eight one three five seven four eighteen twenty. I hear radio sound. Call me. Call <laughs> phone. You just you have to call me. I meant us, douche guys. It, I mean it, douches. If the phone doesn't ring, it's them. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Let me think about it for a second. Hashtag Auto Do Live. If you want to get in the conversation socially, if you want yes. to socially mingle with us, you can do it that way too. Um, hey Lou. When the break comes on here in a second, I'm going to have you fix this so I can see the comments because right now I'm just looking at us on Facebook. Here, I got and a so, comment. Hey, this is, uh, this is, um, this is, uh, Arnold Tarina. I'm, I'm watching this. I'm watching it. Give me a freebie. Give me something free. <laughs> right. All right. So we're going to, um, we're going to take your comments today. Ahead. Last week we had an incredible, I mean, just incredible comments. I think of 350, 400 comments. We want to welcome your comments as we bring our guests on today. I think you're going to have a lot of, uh, a lot of questions uh, for our guests. And um, we've got, I'm going to go ahead and just tell you who's on. We're going to introduce them in, in just a minute. Um, we're, going to, we're going to be bringing them on in about three minutes. But we have um, a U.S. Marine owner at Sutherland Nissan Fort Pierce, Sutherland Nissan Vero Beach in Orlando Nissan. We have Jeff Daniels, managing partner at the Muncie Auto Group in Indiana. Uh, we have Jesse Peterson, uh, president of the uh, ED, uh, ED Automotive Group up in Dakotas. Matt Lasco, vice president of Lasco Auto Group. And then we have uh, Amy uh, Ferreira, the senior, senior talent acquisition business partner at Asbury Automotive Group. And then she um, has uh, connected us with the uh, director of marketing at Asbury Automotive Group, John Sullivan. So nice. incredible show. We're going to be talking about um, some, some great topics here in just a minute. We're going to bring up all kinds of stuff. Though. Cool. So, yeah, man, I'm, why don't we just go ahead and go to break a little early so we can get these guys on and have a great discussion. What do you guys think? Let's do it. What a great all right. idea. Lou. Bring us out to break. We'll see you guys in about 60 seconds with our great 298 panel. All right, we're back. And uh, let's go ahead and bring our guest on. Guys, we have, um, as I stated before, we have the vice president of the Lasco Auto Group, Matt Lasco, owner of Sutherland Nissan, Fort Pierce, Vero Beach, and Orlando Nissan U.S. Marine. We have managing partner at Muncie Auto Group, Jeff Daniels. We have president of ID. Is it ID you said? Yeah, like Vernon. ID. ID, automotive group, Jesse Peterson. 
and then senior talent acquisition business partner at Asbury Auto Group, Amy Ferreira, and the director of marketing at Asbury Automotive Group, John Settle. Thank you guys for joining us. And uh, Dave Cribbs, I'm going to throw it to you, man. I'm going to let you go ahead and throw the first question out. Man. Yeah, hey, let's go right to uh, Amy Ferreira, Senior Talent Acquisition at uh, Asbury Automotive. You know, um, Amy, we had a show recently where we talked about millennials, attracting millennials, whatnot. But really, um, I want to go kind of beyond that and just attracting talent. I mean, you are the talent acquisition specialist. So, you know, what are some of the th ways and what are the th some of the things you're looking for when you're looking to bring someone into this very unique auto business? All right. So, Amy, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can hear I can. I can hear you. So, um, Dave, go ahead and ask that question one more time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Amy, we were just talking about the fact that we had a show recently about uh, attracting millennials, but really beyond that, just attracting talented people for the car business, that's obviously your specialty. So what are some of the methods that you use and what are you really looking for that you feel are qualities in a person that's going to be really successful when they enter into this kind of unique business? Sure. Uh, well, the, the first part to that question would be, uh, you know, what are some ways that we attract uh, or stay ahead of the curve with talent? And I think like most other industries, obviously, online resources, um, you know, it is huge. That covers the basics. But I think Asbury really, uh, we spend a lot of time, a tremendous amount of effort really working within our community and building partnerships with organizations to really just go above and beyond um, building that partnership and being more than just a business partner, but really helping grow, whether it's being support, um, you know, to their students, such as a vocational school and really working with this, those schools um, to help build, you know, education programs and change the curriculums so that we can tailor them and those needs to what we have in this industry. Um, you know, as far as attracting the right candidate, you know, um, as we know, all automotive dealerships are, are very similar, but very different at the same way. So mm -hmm. something that um, myself and my team work really, really hard on is identifying, you know, identifying what would be the right place for them to succeed and to grow and really putting together a succession plan. Uh, to give them the tools and the resources to be successful. Yeah, thank you, Amy. And Dave, you know, that kind of reminds me of last week when we we had all the millennials that were kind of on, some of the stars in the car business and kind of right. how they're working towards changing the perception. And what, what I got from Amy there was she's out in the community um, maybe getting some potential employees that are coming on board down the road, really changing their perception of what the car business is so that it is a more attractive vocation yeah. uh, for them when they come into it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Amy, let me follow up with that. Just, just kind of staying along that same question. I mean, is it? Do you, you know? I know the industry. A lot of dealers, um, specifically, we have on the show talk a lot about bringing in individuals in positions um, that that maybe don't have car experience. You know, looking for this person that is unencumbered by the facts of the car business. And you know, and and uh, you know, what are the in your mind? I mean, is that a is that a strategy that is that is um, is that a strategy that you've looked at and that you've had success with? And then I guess maybe some pros and cons to that, because I guess the cons that I've heard are, you know, that, that this industry is unique and it's hard to kind of wrap your head around it and maybe even attract people that haven't been in the business or don't have an understanding. And then on the flip side, the positives I've heard are, you know, um, they, they, they're unencumbered. You know, they, they come in and they, they're not uh, weighed down and shackled by some of the stigmas of the industry. I mean, what's your experience with, uh, with that person? Sure. 
Well, at Asbury, I mean, we, we welcome everybody, um, regardless of previous experience. Um, you know, some of our stores actually prefer not to have experience because it allows us to, to guide and develop you into what works for us. Um, you know, we are very, very fortunate that we have a phenomenal support system, whether it's, you know, our digital team, our marketing team, um, you know, our trainers, so that we can really conform. I think at the end of the day, it's really about identifying somebody that the customers want to work with because at the end of the day, without a customer, or there is a none of us. Right. Um, so, so I think that some of our uh, locations work very, very well with uh, seasoned candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, we, like I said, we prefer that they don't have that experience. But at the end of the day, it comes down to, you know, social skills. Regardless yeah. of what industry you're in, whether you're in the serving mm-hmm. industry or the retail industry, you know, people will pay more money for great customer service. So as long as we're able to provide the customers with that, um, I think that we can really work with all previous experience. Abs, thank you very much. And I want to shift it to uh, U.S. Uh, U.S. Marine for a second. U.S. Brian West, somebody that uh, follows you and uh, follows us here on Auto Dealer Live, said something that I've been curious ever since I've, I've seen his comment, I think earlier today or yesterday, um, about something that he said he uh, that you do he said, I like hearing U.S. talk about turning customers into advocates for his dealerships. I, I mean, I know what that means, and I, I think I know what it means, and I think I know basically, but I want to hear your take on that because I love the way, at least Brian said it, advocates for your dealerships. Can you, can you touch on that a little bit and maybe how you know, you've, you've used that strategy to, to, you know, to grow your stores? All right, so, um, <clears throat> you know, some of the things that I do, it's all, I think it's all about the, the customer experience at the dealership, and um, some of the things that I do that, uh, there are other, other dealers out there that do it, but not a lot. Um, we do a customer appreciation event. It's the first Thursday of every month where all the car, all the customers that we sold the previous month, we invite them back to the dealership, and we basically almost as throw a party for them. We... Um, I have a big prize wheel in my showroom. I let them spin and win some prizes. We have it catered. We have food out here. And uh, it's an opportunity to, for, for them to get to know the dealership better. I have my service manager who goes over you know, all the specs of their new car and asks any, answers any questions that they have. We go over their maintenance and um, maintenance intervals and everything. And then my parts guy will get up and talk for a little while about accessorizing their vehicles. Um, one of the other things that's good about this event is that with Nissan, um, it helps out with our retention because everyone that shows up, we do an inspection on their vehicle and it and it counts as their first service visit. And we give them a free bottle of touch-up paint just for showing up. But um, to answer that question, it, it, it's all about making them love the dealership. And, and if they love the dealership, they're going to tell all their friends about you and, uh, you know, I sell most of my cars on, on uh, referrals and and uh, repeat customers so but so, the, uh, I mean, it's, it sounds foreign. Um, it sounds like so crazy, but you know, when you, you know, I know it's it seems elementary to you because it's almost a no-brainer. But it's it's it really comes down to to again to once again people like this is a people business. I think sometimes you know we've heard so much, Dave, in the industry about you know the gurus, and you know we've been in this so long, and I know us all all the all of those on the panel have been in this gig for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
and you know it's about closing deals or it's about this or it's about, you know but it's like it's really man just about you know when, when somebody feels like they're getting taken care of right yeah absolutely when they feel like this is the place where they want to be where they're comfortable mm -hmm. and if you can create that then the the, the closing is going to come so. um, let's 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 shift over to uh to john sullivan real quick uh the director of marketing at asbury automotive and you know um you know, in the, in the last few months, we've kind of, I know a lot of dealers have experienced a little bit of hiccup when it comes to production. Some have been off a little bit and then back on. And, uh, you know, we've obviously been riding a wave for several years, but there are those who say that maybe the wave is kind of settling down. So when it comes to marketing, obviously that's where uh, there's a big focus right now in, in, in gaining that market share. And as a marketing partner, uh, what are some of the things that you're really focused on or that you see as sort of the primary areas that dealer needs to be focused on when it comes to marketing and, and getting uh, making sure you're getting your cut of the pie? Yeah, and first, thank you for you know having me on the show today. And uh, to, to answer that question, you know, my our big focus here is is really grabbing digital by the horns and really playing ball game in that area. I think a lot of dealers, and I think one of the big issues with the automotive industry is dealers tend to be behind the curve a lot. And when these new trends come up, it takes a while for them to jump in because then they may be a little scared of you know what's going on and so forth. So I think from a digital standpoint, social media is big right now. Uh, I think utilizing social media and really making sure that you're going after the items that you can control, like your website, your 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 Google listing, your your Facebook listing, and really taking control of those items. Uh, really focus on building your own uh, website and area up, and focusing your marketing dollars. Uh, on that particular piece. And, you know, for utilizing Facebook, it's, it's definitely a wave right now, it's a trend. Um, I don't think it's going anywhere, uh, you know, stopping anytime soon. I think it's gonna continue to build and grow year over year. The numbers that they're producing are fantastic. And, and really that's some of the, that's the area that we're focused on. I think dealers are, are still missing the ball there. And if you're scared to do it, time's to, you know, time is now to jump in and get your, get your feet wet, you know? Can I ask you a question, John? So what's the place for uh, traditional methods, uh, if any, for your stores? You you know, traditional has its piece. I mean, you really, if you're doing anything traditional out there, you really got to back it up with, with digital marketing. There's the, there's no sense of doing a ton of radio and television, and you're just doing that and really not representing that piece on the on the digital front. Mm -hmm. And I, I think there, there's a disconnect there. I think a lot of a lot of dealers use these third-party agencies that you know, they place these bids with and so forth for, you know, mail and television and radio, and then, they, and then that's fine. There's nothing against that, but then they don't do anything else to follow it up with the information on their website, pushing it out on their Facebook pages and so forth. They're really missing that that gap there and that's been the huge disconnect and and i get a lot of dealerships don't have the luxury of us with our digital team and our marketing team here we really help build, bridge that gap but for those solo points and those solo dealerships if you don't have a your own internal marketing team or someone that's handling that stuff for you at your store i would definitely focus there and really start bridging those gaps okay Amy, let me uh thank you very much john and we're gonna um get everyone on is jesse peterson on as well now okay uh, yeah, I'm here. All right, perfect, perfect. I want to bounce over to Matt, Matt Lasko, uh, then we'll get to Jeff Daniels and Jesse. And let me ask you guys all, again, as dealers as well. Um, uh, Matt, you know, I want to ask you this, Matt. This just, just came in on Facebook. I'm not sure who Matt Johnson is. It looks like he's, in, uh, he's at a dealership in Philly, uh, Phyllis, Phillipsburg, New Jersey. 
And he asked this question. He said, how do you convince GMs slash dealer principals to do something like tent sales, events, appreciation days? And that was his question. Matt, maybe you can uh, answer that as a dealer. How would one of your guys convince you of that? And then you can uh, feel free to weigh in on anything else you heard too, Matt. Well, I think uh, in most cases, probably step one, uh, a dealer or a GM is going to have to be comfortable with the idea of what you're trying to do and know that they're not going to have uh, backlash. So if you're talking whether it's a tent sale or a public event, are we really going to represent the name of the company the way we want? Um, what is our risk versus reward? And can we keep the... Uh, culture and the style that we were normal business and carry it into whatever the event we might be doing. Mm. Yeah. That's actually real important. I, I think that that's, that's maybe in today's, in today's market, that's really where it's all about, right? It's not as much about, you know, getting me a, a person in. Before it's like, hey, I just need some bodies in the showroom. I just need some ups. I just need something to happen. Today, it's like, you know what, I, it's got to line up with my culture and you know and Matt I know you personally we're friends and we've done business a long time as well for years and you know that's that's foremost first and foremost to you you know you're just a believer in it and that's uh, in, in what you've done with the store over the last seven eight years is obviously you've grown exponentially so yeah and I'll ask Matt real quick because Matt Johnson said you know when you read into that question how do you convince a GM or dealer principals to do something like this or that um, I think sometimes um, maybe, and I don't know the position of Matt Johnson, his, if he's in sales, it sounds like he may be, um, but as a salesperson at a dealership, when you're looking around and maybe you're hoping that the dealer would do something a little bit more to kind of spark some new business, Matt, maybe what he's really asking is how do you approach a dealer, an owner, a GM, maybe in the right way to kind of uh, have that conversation as a, as a salesperson? Hmm. Well, I think you approach for it with some type of a backup. With you can't come in and, and try to say that uh, a lack of a, a lack of success is because we haven't tried something. I would say you've got to more so approach it as, hey, I want to see the store, the company, and the team succeed. I've thought of this and and ask the question if they've tried this. Uh, there's not a whole lot of dealers or general managers that haven't been around for a pretty long period of time. So unless you're asking them about something that's all new, they've either had a good or a bad experience with it. And in order for them to be comfortable trying something with you uh, or, or for the team, you've got to find out what that bad experience might have been and comfort the fact that you're going to be able to deliver a good experience. And then you've got to, you know, if you want to ask the question, you've got to back it up with the willingness to help the team. So if you're just a sales rep and you're going to approach that GM or that dealer, you've got to be committed to the fact that you're going to be the one that's the cheerleader for the event, that's going to put in some extra hours, that's going to go the extra mile to make sure the rest of the team's committed to it so that they have someone else that's an ally on that process. Yeah, thank you, Matt. I think that's invaluable for listeners. But um, go ahead, uh, Dave or Tommy. Yep, go ahead, Tommy. We'll bring Jeff. We'll bring well, Jeff. And, uh, if we want to stay on the marketing stuff for a minute, yeah. Like I want, I wonder if we can bring Jeff uh, as an owner back into uh, back into the fray too. When somebody kind of piggybacking off what he said, when you know, because we have, you know, we're a, a marketing company here. That's what we do, and we always have, you know, the we're under the understanding. If I talk to a general manager or a GSM rather, or a sales manager, and I don't talk to a GM, somebody that actually can make the decision, <clears throat> a lot of times the guy that we're talking to, although may love it might not ever get to you with a say, hey, these guys got something different. I think it's worth a shot. How, how does that look? Kind of, like I said, kind of piggybacking off what he said, but, but 
How does that look at your dealership? How open are you to say when one of your guys, your trusted guys, not just a sales guy off the floor necessarily, but you know, one of your managers comes up and says, "Hey, I got, I saw something. Um, this company I heard about. I was at a dealer twenty. There was this referral given to me. How open are you to hear to checking out stuff that could be, you know, different than what you're doing? How open of mind you have for stuff like that? For my own. Who, who are you asking? That's Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. We're asking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, well, first of all, there's nothing mythical or magical about what happens in a GM or owner's office that makes us inherently smarter than anybody else that works for us. I mean, your best ideas come from your people, from your customers, and you really have to take. Um, and sometimes it's humbling. I mean, sometimes you have to sit and listen to ideas that really don't always make sense. They may not budget. Uh, they may not fit the tone or tenor of your business or your brand, your personal brand. But you have to give your people the avenue to express that to you. And more often than not, for me, the very best ideas and most best, the best executed marketing events and things we've done have really come generally from my people, salespeople, uh, not even managers, but salespeople. And then, you know, you, you anoint them and give them some power and some autonomy. And, you know, if a guy comes to me and says, hey, I think we should do this on Instagram, guess what? You just became the Instagram champion. Why don't you help pine, you know, pilot this and tell me how it's working? And, you know, and then followed up with uh, how did it work? What's the ROI? What did we sell off of it? Would we do it again? How do we change it? So, you know, yeah, I think that's just dialogue. And that's more of management style than anything. And mm-hmm. and that, that should be the case with anything we do, not just marketing, but customer handling or, you know, how we arrange the lot. I mean, I, I am always, always, always open to feedback. I reserve the right to say you're wrong, and I reserve the right to say we're not going to do it that way. Right. But I don't know that I necessarily have to say that when you have a team that's creative and given the opportunity to give you that feedback all the time. I think it's a better run organization all around. Yeah, Je- I mean, Jesse Peterson, um, you know, what, what's your feeling on, on collaboration in, in the car business as a whole? I think in the history of the car business or the, or the um, past of the car business, you know, at least in my experience, for the most part, that's not a word that's come on the scene until recently in this industry. And I know what, what Jeff was saying, obviously, as a leader, you reserve the right to make the final decision. And there's times when you're going to have to say, you know, you're going to have to disappoint somebody. Obviously, that's on you um, as a leader. But how important is collaboration? How important, and, and maybe even tie that into, and I'll, I'll let Amy kind of uh, maybe ca- recap and come back to that as well, on bringing or retaining talent. Like how important, Jesse, is collaboration? when you're looking for a person with a lot of talent. You know, um, maybe you can weigh in on that with, with, with regards to bringing and retaining talent. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've actually have a lot of experience with that just in the recent last couple of months here. I've, uh, I've spent a lot of time collaborating with my people on especially a lot of marketing stuff. And I'll be honest, um, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not open to different ideas from staff I haven't heard a lot of great ideas from staff in this area, and, and the reason for that, though, is it's them. It's it's that I haven't exposed them to, um, you know, a lot of the marketing things that are out there now with digital marketing and social media and stuff like that. So I'll give you an example. I you know I took a couple of managers with me to the digital dealer conference last month. Mm-hmm. Um, I hired a marketing manager from outside of the <clears throat> industry who we're collaborating a lot right now with not just with me and him, but with key managers and key sales staff and service staff and those types of things. So we're doing a lot of that right now. And I'm getting a lot of good feedback from employees as they become more exposed to this stuff. Very important. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. 
you know, let's let's go back to Amy real quick. Amy, you know, one of the things that uh, that we've heard uh, recently in the car business is kind of the idea of a way to attract uh, new talented uh, uh, individuals into this business is maybe uh, offering some type of an incentive where the dealer kind of contributes towards paying uh, student loan debt and things like that. Is that something that that you at Asbury have have you know looked at? And what do you think about it? Uh, absolutely, I do. I think that um, any type of benefits um, that you can that you can offer that really sets you aside from your competitors, um, I think is certainly welcomed. I think that uh, as a society, we have changed tremendously. You know, for the first time, um, you, you have five generations in the workplace at one given time. So, what attracts one particular person, um, or you know area of expertise is definitely going to be different. So really the leadership team knowing and identifying, you know, what would be a great candidate and what to utilize to attract them. Uh, We are very fortunate that we have several different benefits that go beyond the standards um, and then we can offer them. Uh, I do know that it is something that we have looked into. We have a few programs um, that I know that other dealers don't offer, um, which is very well received. Um, I've actually, we've used it for a huge uh, retention factor. Um, and I do know in regards to, you know, post-secondary education and things of that nature, um, I do know that there are certain OEMs doing it. Uh, we've recently partnered with an OEM, um, and, and it's phenomenal. Not only does it allow, um, you know, employees to, to get that education, but it, it's working directly through the dealership. We're able to uh, accommodate, you know, two things at one time. I mean, how many times do we have sales associates or technicians that leave because they want to go back to school and, and the schedules are unfortunately not conducive to that. So, um, yeah, I, I think that anything that we can do to set ourselves aside, um, because everybody's attracted to something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And, um, very much. Yeah. Let's let's go back to U.S. Marine. U.S. Marine. Um, obviously, you know, turnover is a is a thing that plagues the car business. At least it certainly has in the past. I think we've gotten better at it. We all know that our operation costs is affected with turnover. So, you know, as a dealer, um, not only do we want to minimize that, but I think ultimately, if you're a dealer, Dave, you just want everybody on board. You want everybody yeah. singing "Kumbaya" and drinking the Kool Aid and, and and moving on with the mission. So, what are some of the things you do, U.S. Marine, to kind of uh, minimize turnover and, and 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 keep that retention? I think one of the biggest ways to keep your employees is I promote from within. I try to never hire anybody outside of my organization unless I just absolutely don't have anybody qualified inside my organization. I have employees that have been with me for a long time. The, my, uh, I just made one employee a partner in our Vera Beach store. He started out 16 years ago in my detail department, an immigrant from Cuba that couldn't even speak English, and now he's mm. part owner of a dealership. So things like People recognize that, and they want to work for somebody that likes to promote from within. Um, I also uh, just uh, made my GSM a GM of my uh, Fort Pierce store, and uh, pretty much every single manager that I have in my dealership was once a salesman on my floor. So mm-hmm. I think the number one way to keep your employees is to let them know that you care about them and you care about their futures, and uh, and let them see that that you promote from within. You don't you don't bring people from the outside unless you absolutely have to. So. That ultimately is the number one thing, but you know, when you find great people, you want to pay them better than they're going to make anywhere else. You want to treat them better than they're going to get treated anywhere else, and keep them forever. So, yeah, Matt, let me my- 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's awesome. It, Matt, Matt, knowing you and knowing, you know, just spending time with you over the years, what U.S. just said is, is, first of all, two things I know you believe in. But, I mean, in the car business, those are two important things. No, number one, the first one is rare in a lot of businesses because it requires leadership. So hats off, first of all, U.S. to the leadership. But the second one's important as well because of the ability for somebody in the car business to go across the street and get a job. I mean, it's not, you know, it's, it's, and that's, so maybe with what U.S. just said, do you agree, do you agree that those are very important, Matt? And then do you have something maybe to add on, um, you know, that maybe you've done over the years that's helped retain uh, talent? Do you, do you, what do you, what do you have to say, Matt? Well, I agree with it 100%. I mean, we're, we're as strong as our people. Uh, we can all build a building. We all have a lot of cars that are very similar. Our people are what set us aside. And um, I would say that our strength in the past decade is be, be from genuinely embracing that and then listening. Um, I mean, up to the point where uh, two weeks ago we made another, you'd say, a drastic change to our fixed operations, pay, and incentive types of ideas all that came off of a need and a, uh, something we noticed where the positions were being paid on a scale that didn't match what the top level people are. And if we want to keep people and or attract people, we have to have a plan that incentivized at the top level. Now, as far as keeping people, um, there's something that, that uh, I really studied over the past couple of years and we're putting things in place that I think that for any business, this is something people to remember. The, the hardest part of a new hire is getting them through the first six months. Mm. What I think happens after that is many of us stop putting the effort in when it becomes most important. The next 18 months, that employee gets trained, and most of them survive and do well. At 24 months, they're as good as they're, they're, they're reaching their capacity. They're good. They're trained. They're quality. So to the, to the company, they're actually worth the most right then. Well, what we found was is those were the people that were actually getting the least amount of attention because we, we said, oh, wow, they're good. Josie's got it handled. Susie can do this. And we actually flipped a script, and the two-year mark, we have many different things between reviews or salespeople pay plans or long-term incentives, time off, where we feel like we almost lock you in. If you've reached two years, you've earned our respect and, and your value at our company, and we give you more to keep you longer. And uh, I would just tell people to reflect that idea and look at when they're losing their employees, and they're either losing them before six months or after two years, and you've got to have a plan to change that. That's good. Yeah, that's refreshing to hear. That's a good word, Matt. Thank you. I, I want to throw a question at Go ahead, Tom. U.S. Marine said because – you know, he said his guy who didn't speak English 16 years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know, is now a partner. You know, I grew up in an English-speaking home, and mm -hmm. I didn't start speaking English till like 12 years ago. And look where I'm at now. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Well, you barely speak right. English. I'm on the TV. Yeah. And I yeah. barely speak English. So yeah. that's encouraging to me, too. Thank and you. you're the number one sales rep here. So. Yes. yes. Oh, next to, me, next to me. <laughs> it's amazing what can happen in this America. Hey, so let me ask you. Let me ask you. Let me throw a question out there, and I'll let any of you guys tackle this. This came in as something. This, this is something we've tackled on the show before, but I think it's more prevalent today because a lot of the guests, like last week, for instance, we had a lot of salesmen. Actually, yep. the last couple of weeks, a lot of sales people um, on the uh, at the dealership uh, at the dealership level on, and they're all branding themselves heavily. Uh, Sean Hayes last week, you know, um, had an entire tribe of people 
just blowing up social media with him yes, on the show. And so, so we've noticed some dealers, you know, specifically have a tend to have a love hate relationship with the idea of their salespeople using, you know, personal branding methods. John Marazzi, who was scheduled, by the way, to be on the show today, texted me two days ago. He went on a spontaneous uh, trip to Bahamas. He said, "Man, I got, I got a, two, I want to go on, on a last minute trip to the Bahamas." So. He, he couldn't be with us, but he's been on the show multiple times, and he shared that he's okay with it, but it has to be, you know, he's really particular on the messages put out um, and th that it represents um, his dealership. And so with that being said, personal branding, you know, i.e. social media, video, email, and using it to build a client base, does somebody have, you know, or a couple of you have a strong opinion one way or the other on, you know, on this? How do you feel this concept of personal branding versus dealership branding? Is there room for both? How does that stack up at, the, at your dealership, and where do most dealers maybe get it wrong? This is uh, well, Jeff Daniels talking. On, this is a really hot issue for us and our organization right now because we we spend a lot of time, resources, money, and uh, thought and, and, and effort in our social media strategy for the company. But we have a, a handful of uh, salespeople and, and uh, personnel that are doing a fantastic job at it. In fact, at one of our stores, I have a sales consultant that by analytics alone is doing a better job with his personal page than I probably am with my fan page for the store, which <laughs> if, at, at first glance is probably pretty humbling and a little upsetting, but it's not. I think you have to step back and understand that that's a win. If he's communicating well and he's engaging people and it's creating leads for him or her, it's a win, and the dealership should win that way. But you have to have some protections in place. Uh, it's still it's still the dealership. It still belong, belongs to somebody. There's still a brand strategy. There's still messaging that has to be on par, and it can't be too much of a diversion from your general messaging. Um, there's a lot of content creation and content effort that goes into individual salespeople's uh, profiles that you would love to be able to use at the dealership level. So there needs to be some collaboration there too. I think what a lot of salespeople that have you know a social media presence need to understand is that you know some of these business pages actually are 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 optimized to perform a lot better and get more engagement. Especially if your your deal principals or GMs are putting sponsored money behind the posts behind the content. So you might actually want to be a little bit more um, collaborative with with your employer about some of that than trying to hold it at bay. Mm -hmm. But uh, and then the other part too is I think there's a little bit of anxiety at the top management level about, well, what kind of lead activity are we missing? Is this stuff circumventing our CRM? Are, are we not going to be able to capture all the activity that's coming through these portals? Um, and, and you kind of have to have a good agreement with, and understanding with your people to capture that stuff because the minute they leave you and walk out, they're walking out with that data that, in theory, probably belongs to the dealership at some level, but then again, you have to have a good understanding of how that works. Hmm. I'll, I'll get, let's, let's give others on the panel a chance to weigh in on that one way or the other as well. So, how about U.S. Marine? Guys, I apologize. I just I had to step out for thirty seconds, and I'll be right back. Can you come back to me? I'm sorry. Sure, uh, yeah, sure can. Absolutely. Let's go to Matt Lasko. I guess that's fine. Uh -huh. Well, guys, I, um, you know, we, we as, as the other dealers do dealership social media, but we've, we've actually embraced a few different ways. So we try to make sure that we're, people can do whatever they want on social media within reason. So they're going to market themselves or try to try to do things. So rather than just have it free reign, we try to coach and pinpoint people to certain directions. Well, I heard someone say that they, you know, uh, make them an Instagram champion. Well, we try to get a couple people to hone in on one or two areas that they can be good at rather than just kind of hodgepodging things all over the place. And one of the other areas that I guess I'd give a tip at that, that we feel like it's a, 
whether the marketing is, is the full value or the employee feeling it is the full value, we started to spotlight some of our staff on social media and draw, drawing it, the traffic to our main website, but spotlighting that staff member and hoping that by putting them up and tagging their group and their social reach, that it'll become a little bit more relevant to that group and, and they might reach out to the website to find him, et cetera. Um, so I, I think it's a positive thing. I think you just have to monitor it. Uh, we, we do a lot of Google alerts that let us know when our name hits anything online. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a manager that, that polices that and makes sure that if you need to, you're involved in uh, reacting to comments and making sure you can you know, fend your side of the story as the dealer and uh, make it a positive uh, view of what you are online. Just real quick, John. I mean, John Sullivan at uh, Asbury. I mean, not not just how you do it, John, but I mean, which maybe your opinion if you were if you had if you were maybe speaking to as you are uh, stores that are, are even privately held, you know, or I'm sorry, uh, individually or uh, standalone stores, franchise stores. What, what I mean, what's your opinion on that? I mean. Do you, how, how should that be handled? Because there's, a, I mean, it, once it's out there, like some of these guys are, are afraid of it's out there. But then also what Jeff Daniels said, I think it's a big one. You know, obviously the dealer has their data, you know, where, where it belongs. But, I mean, let's face it, social media, that salesperson may take this with them and so forth. I mean, this is an issue, but it also is happening. Um, do, you have, do you have an opinion on this, John Sullivan? Yeah, absolutely. So when one of the biggest areas that I, I would definitely focus on, one, both can can be done, but you really have to focus on the actual primary page of the dealership. You, you have to grow that. Facebook's becoming more and more of this entity where, like Google, the more you use it, the better optimization your page, local listings, um, advertisement placement, you, you, you show up better, your ads perform better. Um, but you do also have to allow your, you know, employees to get out there and their ambitions and they want to, you know, show off what they can do, put up content and so forth. But I think you have to step in as a, as a dealer and allow them to collaborate. But you also have to have that control because, like you said, once they do leave, that's one of the fears. Like, all right, they, they leave, they built this big brand, they're going to take that to other dealership groups and so forth. I think you need to be there to step in and, hey, if I'm going to allow you to do this, let me build a page, let's do some collaboration, let me connect it um, to our main page here and allow you to manage it but once you leave I, I retain that I think that that's where you have to draw the line I think that you do have to step you know put, put your foot down there and really manage it and just focus primary on your primary page because uh, Facebook's becoming so valuable now that you, you gotta you gotta focus there mm. okay Hey, David, I'm back at U.S. Marine I, I, I apologize I had to step out but I'd like to weigh in on this too yeah, sure sure um, all right, so I'll tell you one thing I did. I partnered with a company called NextSale, and I made billboards for every one of my salespeople. It looks like a real billboard, like it's out on the, on the side of the road, and I encourage my salespeople every week to pick one pre-owned car on the lot. That's, you know, really nice car, you know, their favorite car on the lot. They pick one pre-owned car um, once a week. They put it on their Facebook page. They tell all their friends to share it with their friends, and if one of their friends makes a comment on it and will come in and, and comes in and buys the car that I will give them a $250 referral fee for, for sending the, you know, for po- sharing their, the Facebook post. So, you know, I, and I also encourage my salespeople to go out and get as many friends as they can. So if they got a thousand friends and then those thousand friends are sharing, 
sharing this post with their friends before you know it you got one of your cars with 20,000 views on it and my my cars are flying off off the lot doing that so <laughs> i i I encourage them to share it with all their friends and send their friends referral fees if they can sell the car. So that's good. Yeah, that's a great it's, strategy. So you're so you're doing though. You're you're doing. That's that's. I think that dealers that are listening and even salespeople that are listening. If you have questions like that, Matt had uh, Matt uh, Johnson had earlier about you know asking about something else. How do I approach my dealer? I think that any dealer. If, if a dealership would partner with their salespeople and likewise salespeople partner with their dealership, there's the ability to, to do this co-branding because I think at the same time, you know, where uh, obviously it's working, where individuals are branding themselves, as a consumer, I think that you, more consumers care about you know, uh, um, care about who's backing it as well. Like, in other words, yeah. you're going to always get a fringe, and obviously it is working, but wouldn't it work better? Don't As, as a consumer, I want to know that I'm buying from, you know, from, from something that's being backed. And so if, if a dealership, you know, were behind that, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I was thinking when Matt was talking earlier about spotlighting his people, we have a local dealer here that did a TV commercial kind of spotlighting some of their people. And to me, that's a recruiting tool, too, for like we were talking about earlier with recruiting. I mean, to me, that's just amazing. But... Um, and I, I have a great uh, question for Amy, but let's go to Jesse Peterson. Give him a chance to weigh on in this weigh in on this branding issue. Um, yeah, I, I would have to say I agree with with everyone else there. It's I think it's in today's world. You know, I, I think about companies like um, Carvana and places like that that are kind of trying to take the salesperson out of it and make everything so automated and with technology and that type of stuff. And, you know, I look at my own business and I see 30% plus are repeat and referral business. And so, you know, the only way they, and that, that's so, a lot of that sure is because of what I do as a dealer and those types of things. But I think so much of it is because of our people and, this, and the way they're treated by their salesperson. I have a salesperson in F&I right now. I just promoted him and uh, he sold 18 cars in his first month in F&I without taking an up or a phone up or an internet lead or anything, just his repeat customers coming back in to see him. And that's because of how he marketed himself over the previous 10 years that he was here, you know? So I think that that's really important, especially in competing with these other disruptors in our industry mm -hmm. is to market our people. That's good. Let yeah. me, hey, let me, um, we're going to have to begin to give some closing remarks and, uh, soon here and give you guys all a chance. We'll get every one of you guys a chance to kind of wrap up. But I just have one question that has, it wasn't on the list or, or that we had or wasn't even, uh, but I've wondered this for a long time and I asked a couple of dealer friends of mine, uh, one here that owns five stores that was in town about a month ago. We went to lunch and I was at, I asked him, but I'm curious if one of you have an opinion on this. And again, it's, it's regarding video. But it's regarding dealership video. I guess what would have been television, which some dealers do. I know John Marazzi does, you know, a ton of television here. But even videos of the dealership via internet and using it digitally. Dealerships have always used the same type of video, even if it's like great HD production of standing in front of cars and kind of standing there, you know, like the same thing. Like the one industry, has anybody ever you know, thought about, you know, as a dealer, if you're going to do video, actually like interviewing your employees and like, you know, walking around into someone's office and say, over here's, you know, like actually having a, a crew come in and produce a, a video of like, you know. You mean like a relevant video? Yeah, just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you just, like maybe like HDTV, you know, like we you watched it. My wife watches that. She forces me to say Yeah, I like it. You know, I like it, man. Okay, well, Sorry. I'm, so I'm okay with that. Yeah. But, like, the deal is, is like, you know, you watch these shows where there's, like, the, that type of video, you know? The kind of video Lou does here, right? right Luke, you were looking I, I, at me. I was, I was trying to not you, say anything, but, I mean, you're I, good. ID Media does a great video. But, 
we don't need a plug. We don't need a plug. Good job. But listen, my question is, and somebody could has anyone just ever thought about doing that at a dealership? Matt, you've done something similar, and you had great response on that for with with True Car. You did something, but I mean. Does anybody have that, that wasn't a planned question as you could tell by my, my stammering around, but I mean does anybody have an opinion on that? You know, why or how how effective that would be, or maybe is that a good idea, or are you guys all gonna go do it now? What do you think? <laughs> Mr. Matt Lasco, what do you think about that idea? Don't you think that's good? I, I tell you, on, on our end of things, um, I, I guess on the marketing side of things, we've we've done that where we've done a lot of um uh, sit down interviews with clients for TV where we talked about where they're from, how they found us. Mm-hmm. What, what they liked, et cetera. And, and we had some nice success. Uh, they're much more of a branding type thing, but if you're trying to get people to see why you are what you are, mm-hmm. it's a great ad. On the other flip, the, the, the video you're mentioning, um, that video we've utilized for onboarding, where when we're interviewing, hiring, or, or have hired someone, they all have seen that video once or twice. And the reason being is that it kind of really gives them a great taste of what we're all about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will tell you that that has resonated in numerous people where I've sat with them after we've got them aboard. They've been there a couple of days and they bring that video up and they say, man, I got to tell you, I saw that and it really made me care about this place or it really made me see what you guys are about. And um, I thought that that was a very valuable thing and we'll continue to use it for years. Uh, 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 obviously updating videos and, and putting more content, but it shares a story. So you want to mm-hmm. set yourself aside from the other dealer they interview with. It was a great way to set ourselves aside. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree agree with those comments. And I'd say content creation is our one of our largest challenges. And it's not that we don't have content happening all around us every day. It's that we haven't really fully trained all of our people around us to recognize it. You know, case in point, a customer's picking up a brand new car. It's an exciting event for them. You know, they're, they're, they're bringing things out of the old one, putting in the new. You know, treat it more like a documentary. It can be a little bit shaky. The audio doesn't have to be perfect as much as you'd love it to be. But, the, the, you know, remember the, 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 the success of social media has been the fact that it's real. You know, people grasp on the things that are real and not overproduced and not overdone. Right. I mean, sure, have your, your high-def production companies do everything for your cable ads or for television placements or other things, and maybe have a few that you do run on YouTube or other channels, but there's nothing wrong with this some somewhat granular, you know, basic uh, uh, content that is happening around us all the time. And, and it's nothing more than telling stories. And God knows there's stories happening every day in every one of our showrooms and in our, in our service departments that we could probably harness for some benefit. We just have to recognize it and do it. Don't you think, John, too, if somebody shares that and tags that person on Facebook and that's their car, that's their experience. You know, we're, we're sitting there talking and I mean, it's nothing for us to be on camera. Some of you guys maybe don't like that as much, but I know mo- mo- a lot of you do and you talk and you go speak and, you know, I mean, it's, but most people aren't on camera or, you know, so when they see themselves, it's a big deal. Oh, look, here's my, look at the video they did of me buying my car and they share that with their friends and then, I think that humanizes the car business, the salesperson, the dealership, and it it just it, it brings out something that's really special because and then it's organic. I'm sharing it because this is my experience, and I think by default somebody's going to buy a car. They're going to go to that cool place that videoed my friend. You know, I don't know. That's, that's good. Uh, why, don't we, why don't we go ahead? We need to wrap it up, guys. We want to thank everybody for being with us. Um, if everyone could just give a quick, you know, one or two minute wrap up, final thoughts. Leave us a little nugget of wisdom, if you would. Uh, let's start with Amy Ferreira. Thanks so much for being with us and taking some time out of your day. Uh, go ahead and give us your final thoughts. Absolutely. Well, I, I definitely appreciate you guys having us on the call today. Um, and I would just say that, you know, 
at the end of the day, um, you know, we, we all just want to be at a place that we feel appreciated and that our voice is heard. Um, I think culture is huge. And I think recognizing, um, you know, that work-life balance and, and what, um, you know, what attracts people to this industry. And at the end of the day, we come to provide a, um, an income for our family and provide a great customer experience. And that's what really separates us. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you, Amy. Thank you so much. And let's go to your, your co-worker, John Sullivan, if you want to go ahead and give us your final thoughts, too. The Asbury team in full effect. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, John, go ahead and give us your final thoughts. Yeah, yeah no problem. Um, you know, my biggest my biggest uh, piece, you know, is just uh, grab digital by the horns. I mean, you can look at television's going down, viewership is going down, um, I think across the board. Uh, and, and really, it, the landscape of marketing's changed uh, dramatically in the past three or four years. And they, there's tools that are out there that dealerships are just so nervous to get on, like the whole Facebook uh, the whole Facebook wagon. I think now's the time to jump on that, get your feet wet, and really see what you can do. Don't be scared to, to go out there. And if you fail, you know, keep fighting because uh, times are changing. If you feel like you're losing that market share is because you're not advertising in the right spots right now. That's good. So, Thank you so much. Good, good. Jesse Let's, Peterson. No problem, guys. Thank you. Jesse Peterson. Yeah, quick question. Did we talk about millennials yet? <laughs> or did I miss it? We, <laughs> we did talk about it a bit briefly, earlier. but why don't you why don't you give us a little uh, cl- a couple minute uh, your close, Jesse, on uh, just maybe bring that into the topic and give us some 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 uh, wisdom on that on your. I'll do it on in 30 seconds or less. I, I have uh, of about uh, with two stores of about 20 managers. Uh, I would say 13, 12 or 13 of them are millennials, and uh, they do just a killer job. I've got four just absolute rock stars in my F and I department. Sales managers, they stay late, they work hard, they're motivated financially like anyone else, but they're also motivated by the intangibles um, as well. Obviously. I'm away from work, but but even more so than that, there I've had great experience, and I, I think that's worth a a, um, a whole nother show because I think they get a bad rap on you know unfairly. I just want to say quickly too. I want to say hi to Matt. I, uh, Matt, I had a class with you at Northwood about 18 years ago in 1999. <laughs> that's so, awesome. Uh, well, good, good to speak with you again. You remember which? Yeah, class no doubt. <laughs> What's that Jesse, class? What class? What class were you, you with, Justin. Jesse? What class with Matt? It uh, was auto, like an automotive marketing type class. We both went to Northwood and Midland, so I've kind of followed you, Matt, over the years. You guys really do a great job out there in Fenton. So, thank you. I appreciate it. That, that's a good compliment from a good dealer. I appreciate that. Speaking of Matt, we'll go to you, Matt, with your closing remarks. And you know, it's uh, Matt doesn't. Matt's a very humble guy, yeah. but um, I've worked with Matt for a long time, and I'll tell you, he's not only done a great job. If you if you know the demographics of his store, Superstar, man, Superstar. and and uh, for for the longest time, I didn't know this about Matt, but I was uh, he came to speak at Digital Dealer a couple years ago, and I sat in his workshop, and he and he said something that I knew that he was from Fenton, and it was a town of twelve thousand, and the guy's selling you know as many cars as he's selling. Um, but then he said something. He said, when my, when my father um, built the store, he built it to have seven salespeople. And Matt did this incredible amount of business with that dealership that was built to have seven salespeople right. up until maybe, what, a year and a half ago, moved into his new space. So, Matt, um, man, you're, 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 obviously you're, uh, you're killing it right now. But why don't you give us your closing remarks, um, you know, and in, in, in how, you know, some of, the, some of the things you've heard today, maybe you can just kind of tie a knot in it. <laughs> 
Well, I, I, first off, thanks for having us on, and, and uh, some great topics. I, I guess, you, you know, we'll talk two things. When it comes to attracting people, um, I would say that as a dealer, we, we've embraced the fact that, yes, culture and intangibles are a fact, whether it's a millennial or a 45-year-old who has a 9-year-old that plays sports. People want to live, and uh, I think that's a great thing because that's the American way. So you've got to make your company somewhere that people want to work and can still live. Um, and then when it comes to the marketing side of things, I guess my, my little tip would be is uh, don't forget your backyard and don't forget your own clients. Yes, there's a lot of great marketing. We're all going to chase conquest and all these other things. But some of the best ROI and some of the largest opportunities are within 15 miles of our big buildings and or right inside of our service departments or our lease retentions or our three-year-old used car customers. Um, stay alive with the people you've already sold and uh, you'll continue to grow. Great advice, great advice. And uh, U.S. Marine, final thoughts? Well, I enjoyed being on this call today. That was that was fun to be on with uh, some other amazing car people. But I think, man, the, the the bottom line is is that I believe the car business is going digital right now. We're, you know, the traditional advertising, television and radio are following newspaper. Mm -hmm. I mean, with Netflix, Apple TV, Amazon TV, and satellite radio, I believe it's all going digital. And if you're not uh, if you're not ahead of the game, you're going to get left behind. So. Yeah, you asked, man. Hey, Jesse can Jesse and Matt might have it pretty cool that they were in a class together in '99, brother. But we went to high school together. That's what I'm talking about. And here we are, man. We went to high school together, and uh, look at us. I mean, we would have been—I don't know—I don't think we would have probably been voted the least likely to succeed, man. But the little humility and, and grace of God and some hard work, man. Here we are. So you're killing it. I remember. You probably don't remember um, because I don't think I, I said anything to you, but I called on you. At the when you're at Fort Myers, you've been with the Sutherland Group what forever, right? Yeah, I've been with them a long time. And yes, I was in Fort Myers for 15 years at that store. I called on you one time back in. I mean, it was like 2000 or something like that, and and I haven't seen you uh, since then. But then recently, but you're you're doing such a great job with the the Nissan stores there, man, and uh, absolutely kicking tail, man. So great job, and uh, appreciate you coming on. All right, man. Me too, and I'm looking forward to my event with you at the end of this month. Absolutely, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Awesome. I think Jeff, Jeff Daniels will uh, kind of uh, close us out. Well, yeah, and again, thanks, guys, for having us on or having me on. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm reminded when I hear a group of talented car people like this talk, I mean, it just gives me a lot of uh, renewed uh, hope for our industry. You know, that we're just we're some of the most progressive and innovative business people that are out there. They really are. And, um, you know, what I see as a common thread here with all of these issues is communication. You know, not attracting the right kind of people or the new kind of people to our dealerships is because we're not communicating well with them. Um, you know, regardless of what platform you use, marketing is communication. Um, letting a Matt Johnson or a salesperson come to a dealer principal's office for an idea about a tent sale is communication. You have to open up and let it happen and really listen for it and be able to, you know, put it back out into your organization or into your marketplace with, with uh, some deliberate, uh, you know, uh, strategy and, and that kind of pulls the entire team together and it has, it has real results. So it's all about communication. 98% of my issues are because someone didn't communicate well with each other. 98% uh, of my wins are because they did. So, you know, you, you apply that to almost every single subject we've talked about and I think it's really relevant. So thanks again. And congratulations on the Academy Award, yes. Jeff. 
And, uh, I loved you in uh, you and Jim Carrey in that movie too, man. You know, the first one. But anyway, <laughs> now you haven't heard I'm that. a dumber one, yes. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you guys so much, man. Incredible, incredible uh, panel. Just uh, Amy, Matt, U.S., uh, Jeff, John, Jesse. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us. And you guys have a incredible Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, and have a great rest of this week. Take care, guys. All right, thank thank you. you. All right, thanks. What do you say, T? U.S. Marines got a pretty cool name too. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, absolutely. The U.S. arguably one of the coolest, like the coolest names on the planet. Yeah, that's that's very. And cool. Jeff Daniels is a close second. Jeff Daniels. We had Jeff Daniels and a U.S. Marine on the show today. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. Famous, famous people. You tune into Auto Day Live. You see the, you see the, you see the gems, of the business. You see the famous people. That's what you come here for. You come to see the stars. I'm changing my name to like Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft Jenkins. Microsoft. Microsoft. Ah, that's funny. Oh. Ah, that's great. That's no. an off-air joke. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe it did that. So Tommy. Good job, my friend. Yeah, you're welcome. Good job. I, you kicked it. tail last month too, man. Come on. I had a good month last month. Praise huh? the Lord, and this month shall be a repeat. You were, you're, you're, Tommy Elway. I'm, I'm going to brag on this man. He's up around two million dollars in business this year, and I'm telling Close. you, man, that's that's huh? Close. Right there. You're yeah. sniffing it, man. You're yeah. sniffing right at the edge of it. Yeah, what's funny is, you know, every week we have superstar salespeople, and right here sitting next to us on the show every week is a superstar salesperson that comes in here and does a show, goes right back in, just like walking right back out and taking another up. It's amazing. You Who does do that? Great, that's you, Tommy. Oh, I do that. Thank you. Oh. Well, you guys are really good salesmen, too. So. And what a great producer we have. He used to be a producer. producer. Look at them. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Chris, what do we got coming up, man? Oh, we got some cool stuff coming up, man. We got uh, November 16th, which will be our 299th show. It's like 300 Eve, Dave. It's 300 yeah. Eve. It's, it's prediction show, too. It's, 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 uh, um, it's basically Eric Milch called, uh, started a conversation on Facebook uh, this past week. And, okay, uh, prediction so we're gonna show? Pick, yeah, we're going to pick up on that. Prediction, like uh, predicting, predicting what? what's coming? Yeah, they, they, forecasting. They were talking about forecasting 2018, Ooh, and a lot of people that. weighed in on it. Can't and, wait uh, to see the prediction. Danny Benitez. Newspaper advertising. Sean Stapleton. I don't know if it's 2018. Jim DeLuca. 2018 might be a little quick, but <laughs> I'm predicting we'll have cameras in all the showrooms, and they'll all be live <laughs> during store hours everywhere in the Absolutely. future in the future in the future i saw joey book had um he did he did a facebook live i don't know if he's watching he works at lewis automotive in fayetteville arkansas and he's uh, he works for lewis yeah he does no, i didn't know he worked for me hmm. he works for store uh-huh does he work for mad store yes you got a fucking kidding me i didn't know that yeah. all this time i knew he worked in arkansas yeah. i didn't know he worked so for he uh he had a video cool. he had like a cardboard cut out of himself so he had like i think it was i didn't watch it all night but i think he had like an all night like a, a, the Facebook Live from his computer, right? With his cutout on his desk, like he was working on, like right. night. working all night. That's it cool. was actually pretty that's a good pretty, idea. That's awesome. I don't know man. if that's what his that'll get was. you that's some attention and get you some. And sales. it's like it's all dark behind him, and he's sitting there smiling with a hat on. Right, it's pretty that's good. Cool. He's like, how are you staying so still? I saw it. Right, you see that? Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Great show. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend. God bless y'all. Bye.